This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Republican presidential hopefuls are campaigning in New Hampshire today, in advance of the presidential primary Tuesday. The two apparent frontrunners are former President Donald Trump and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. NPR's Tamara Keith reports they're stepping up attacks on each other. At the rally last night, Trump brought up onto stage a whole bunch of leading South Carolina politicians and the state's governor in a show of strength. Meanwhile, Haley is dismissing all of these endorsements that Trump is racking up and going after the former president as too old, bringing too much chaos and likely to lose to Joe Biden. NPR's Tamara Keith The third major Republican candidate, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, is also returning to New Hampshire today after campaigning in South Carolina yesterday, Haley's home state. He had finished in third place in the Iowa caucuses. DeSantis canceled scheduled appearances today on CNN and NBC. America's top diplomat, Antony Blinken, leaves today for his fourth trip to Africa since becoming Secretary of State. Business ties and food security top his agenda as NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports. Secretary Blinken plans to visit Cabo Verde, Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, and Angola. The Assistant Secretary of State for Africa, Mali Fee, says the U.S. wants to focus on trade and infrastructure. So we'll be looking at issues like uh, our economic partnership. How are we promoting uh, the development of um, commercial ties? We'll be looking at um, our longstanding health partnership. China's foreign minister was also just in Africa. It was the 34th year in a row that a Chinese top diplomat made Africa the first overseas trip of the year. Fee says the U.S. has its own interests on the continent and doesn't see this as a game. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. Today is forecast to be the last day of a far-reaching deadly deep freeze that struck the U.S. earlier this month. NPR's Amy Held reports a dramatic warm-up is in store for much of the country. A huge dome of Arctic air pressure is still dominating the eastern two-thirds of the U.S., with wind chill or hard freeze warnings stretching from the Midwest as far south as Texas into Florida Sunday morning. The finale for record-breaking and fatal cold plus snow blamed for dozens of deaths across multiple states. But a change in winds starting Monday will bring warmer air from the south to the eastern half of the country. By the time we get into late work week into the weekend, we're looking at temperatures that could be as high as the upper 60s, lower 70s all the way up and down the mid-Atlantic and the southeastern seaboard. Frank Pereira, meteorologist with the National Weather Service, says by then temperatures could be 20 degrees higher than average or more in parts. Amy Held, NPR News. This is NPR News in Washington. Local officials in a Russian-occupied section of Ukraine say Ukrainian forces bombed a market near the city of Donetsk today. They say at least 25 people were killed. Ukrainian authorities have not commented on the bombing. Russia described it as a terrorist attack. According to the Taliban, rescue operations are underway in a remote area of rural Afghanistan after a Russian private jet crashed yesterday. Taliban officials say there were six people on board and four of them, including the pilot, survived. Australian researchers have come up with a new device to help people who fear needles. 
Scott Maiman reports it uses light to numb the planned injection area. Whether you're going to the dentist or in need of a shot in the arm, a new device is being tested in Australia to ease the associated pain from the jab. The specific nerves that are affected most are those that transmit pain responses. That's Lawrence Walsh, Professor of Clinical Dentistry at Griffith University, who says the Neurolite device works by using different forms of concentrated light to block the transmission of those pain impulses in nerves. Unlike local anaesthetic that blocks everything and leaves things feeling tingly or thick, this doesn't create that sensation. It just simply takes away the pain response, which is actually a pretty useful thing clinically. He says the effect lasts about 20 minutes. For NPR News, I'm Scott Maiman in Canberra, Australia. Faculty members at California State University plan to go on strike tomorrow. They want a 12% pay raise. The university is offering 5%. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News.